Eh. Eh. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, uh, and I'm here to take you through this journey as we discuss the amazing thing called Orange County Soccer Club. Uh, let's see who's helping me out this episode. We've got the original member of uh, the team and probably the most excited when we're not thinking about Orange County Soccer Club stuff. And he, he's sporting the scarf to, to prove it. I believe that's the right scarf. That's Mr. Dylan, Luton Town's finest. What's up, Dylan? I don't know if I'm Luton Town's finest, but um, yes, probably the most excited. My Saturday could could not have could not have gone better. So I will have a slightly better take or happier take than probably everyone else will. Anyway, yeah, look at that goodies. That's upside down. I did it wrong. Anyway, um, yeah, wow. We'll get to that later. I'm still riding a high. We will. He he's excited and. Um, also joining us, probably had the most stressful Sunday of us all, and that's Mr. Brad, as his Everton barely, barely, barely stayed alive. Um, how you doing, Brad? Are, 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 have you calmed down after a weird, crazy weekend for you? Eh. Uh, no, in all <laughs> seriousness, uh, I'm, I'm happy and very relieved for uh, what transpired on Sunday, and I'm just excited for next season. You went from the the sort of non-stress and non-anything of a Saturday match to the stress of a, a Sunday uh, closing EPL fixture. And, um, you know, between you, Leicester City, I think Leeds was had a shot at, at potentially staying alive. It was it was crazy. We got one more person helping us out tonight. Um, I don't know what um, she was watching over the weekend other than Orange County's 0-0 draw in Miami. Um, how was your your soccer footy weekend besides the orange county match taylor uh i mean so i'm a big valencia supporter and uh that's who i played for when i was playing back in spain and we've just had a very very rough uh season so i probably shouldn't be out loud saying that but here we are i also want to point out that i was here last week and brad wasn't but he was introduced first still I think the order has to change if you don't make it. That's not how this works. Dylan is always going to be introduced first because he's the first. Then it's going to typically Alan if he's here. And then maybe me. And then everybody else, including I you. Think I, I think, honestly, it goes by seniority is, is the way we've always done it. We could change things up. Taylor, get the petition going. Um, make 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 some changes here. We'll We'll change things up. Taylor on and you're in my podcast you can always be first thank you Dylan I appreciate that team Dylan yeah. all the way <laughs> there we well, go that's that may answer why Taylor's going last every episode I guess <laughs> Taylor's like gung-ho on that team Dylan uh, stuff let's talk about this uh and, and I know there's the fun of you know European and English soccer that just sort of wrapped up here um but we had an Orange County match this past weekend 
And let's just say probably not the most exciting of, of matches. Um, what was it? Uh, total of 10 shots in the match and only one on target, a zero, zero draw. Um, I will go back. Cause I heard the name Alan mentioned um, one of his sort of famous things when he was a, a you know, regular on the show was when you're on the road, one point is, is thumbs up when you're at home, three points is thumbs up. Um, so Orange County got one point on the road, but, and this is an Orange County team that's been struggling this season to get points. Uh, are, are, are we being a little bit overly frustrated and upset that Orange County leaves with one point, or are we more mad that there was literally one option to score and the rest of it was just a bunch of missed shots. I'm going to go to you, Dylan. Um, should we be excited or happy with one point on the road? Um, or, are we rightfully upset at this or frustrated or whatever we want to call it? I think we take this because a point is a point and we have been lacking points, uh, especially when traveling, especially when going to the East coast. That's the hardest part. I predicted a loss in this match um, might be my fault um, for taking all the excitement um, in the morning uh, out of any game that could happen afterwards. So we ended up with this pretty droll affair, but I it kind of seems like Miami's idea and and maybe uh, Anthony Poulos has has learned from his dad here is uh, if you're not up for it just hack down the opposition's best players and um, hopefully no one gets sent off hopefully one of them retaliates maybe they'll get sent off and you can ground yourself out um, try to put it in the nicest way possible you can't lose if you don't concede. So it That's, seems like that was their goal. Um, thankfully, we didn't concede. We were marginally the better team. It looked better than perhaps, I guess, the one shot on target would lead for you to believe, which is disappointing because said one shot on target wasn't particularly a good one. Dylan coming with that very knowledgeable um, you know, look at this match. If, if, if Miami doesn't concede, they can't lose. Um, very knowledgeable there, Dylan. I like that. Uh, Brad, let me go to you because although Orange, you know, uh, sorry, Las Vegas now has two games in hand on Orange County, the point does move Orange County out of that basement position in the Western Conference for now. Um, again, on the road, a point that's sort of the, the the way we've looked at in the past. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly, um, it's disappointing, uh, you know, and I think it's because. It's disappointing because it seems like the team was more interested in going down in the penalty box than trying to put their foot on the ball. And when they did put the foot on the ball, it, they skied it half the time. And that's that's not fun to watch as a fan. I bet you it's not fun to play as a player to see the ball go anywhere but towards the net. Um, Taylor, as, as like the expert goalkeeper, really the expert out of all of us when it comes to soccer – um, slash footy football, whatever you want to call it. Um, how, uh, how were your, how, how was your review of, of the goalkeeping um, this past weekend? Uh, and I'll ask the same question to you. Are you, are you satisfied with a point on the road or is this one of those matches that because it was just such an ugly match, Orange County should have taken all three points? Well, I think it's one of the you can't judge goalkeepers on this one. There was nothing to do. Um, so it was like, great. Well, like, well done to everybody. I mean, yeah, if they were all, 
well, there's a baseline. I mean, if they were off position, then there's you know a goal scored from halfway. So they're doing they're doing what they need to do. Uh, they're doing the basics. No one was really tried too hard. Everyone was where they need to be. Um, points wise, I think realistically, like getting a point, fantastic, great. Like not nothing bad. Um, better better than normal for us right now. But I think as fans and uh, people watching them and knowing their potential, I think that's where the major uh, levels of disappointment are coming in. We've seen um, like great start in 11s. We've seen some great playing. We've seen some great shooting. And then to come away with a draw now after seeing that is like really disappointing. Can, can we say though, like, uh, and I think Dylan sort of brought this up, right? It, it was traveling to the East Coast. It's not an easy trip to get out to Miami. Um, also, the weather in Miami is one of the most unique in the league as far as the humidity that you're dealing with out there, which, um, again, uh, you're the old, the closest one or you're the only one, Taylor, that, uh, you know, is sort of been an athlete. I, I like to all assume that we think we're athletes, uh, but you've actually done it. Um, so, you know, making that long distance travel, you know, over five hour flight, trying to get acclimated to a three hour difference in time zone, get acclimated to, a, you know, a massively humid um, environment there in, in Miami. Uh, it, can we say, though, like a point in that situation? I mean, all of that is against Orange County and to come away with a point. We should be happy. Yeah, it wasn't an exciting match to watch. Um, probably most of us at some point looked away, turned it off. Um you know, decided I'm just going to, you know, look at the highlights if you didn't watch it live because there was really nothing exciting in this match. Uh, in your expert opinion on this, Taylor, because, you know, according to, you know, those chat robots, we're experts and we're, we, we provide expert analysis of the matches. In your expert opinion, because of all those things stacked against Orange County should, I mean, is one point at least, yay, let's go back and see what's going on next. Well, I mean, I think... Like obviously, weather is going to be like you know an impact. So like so when I fr- when I came from Scotland to over here, I, I stepped off the plane and um, that heat was big difference. I was in Bakersfield and uh, I got a, a throat infection and I had a throat infection for two weeks because I went from clean air to to not so clean air. So like things like that are obviously going to have an impact, but it's kind of like um, a game. I, I want I don't want to say game of inches because it's not quite like bang on of an analogy, but um, if you're doing everything correct at home something like weather shouldn't have that big of an impact on you. So if like, if you're, we've got like a good staff team, we're doing strength and conditioning, right. And we're doing all of these things. Correct. That should be something that maybe takes away like 0.7% from your performance. It shouldn't be something to be like, well, we lost because of that weather. So I think um, it's not fair to give that as a big excuse for them. Dylan. Um, I see you making faces. I can't tell if you're agreeing with what Taylor's saying or if you think differently. Um, but I'll ask you that same question. You know, with all of those things stap- stacked up against Orange County, not just the weather, you know, most of these players, when you're a professional athlete, especially in, in the U.S. leagues, there's you, your kickoff is at a specific time pretty much weekly. It, it's pretty consistent. Every so often you'll have a weird kickoff or you'll, you know, play a Vegas who at one point wanted to do like a midnight kickoff for some reason. Luckily, we didn't have to go through with that. Um it is 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 that enough of of a pile of stuff going on orange county when you're traveling out to miami that you can say okay go let's get one point that that's the goal in miami getting one point let's come home um we have a a, a home match and then we go back on the road for like the rest of june so let's get a point in miami and look at look forward to the rest of the month 
Um, it was definitely warmer in Miami. Um, <clears throat> it's a well, you mentioned the would be midnight game in Las Vegas. I have to wonder if maybe we could have taken a bullet for uh, the world at general and just played that midnight game, and maybe COVID hadn't happened. Um, but you know, then maybe we don't win a cup. So who knows? <laughs> I think at this point the team has to be going out for three points. I, I bet if we ask the technical and the playing staff, was it get a draw and go home? No, because Miami's a poor team and, and we're a poor team. But if you can't beat the San Antonio's or the San Diego's, then you have to try and beat the Miami's, the, uh, the Loudons, the Orange Counties, the RGVs. You know the Vegases. You have to go and try and beat these teams, and hopefully you can scrap something together. Maybe build some confidence against the um, draws and make something happen. Brad, any positives we can take from this Orange County performance moving into uh, this coming um, match or this next run of matches? Anything you saw from against Miami that you like? I don't know if it was that. Miami being bad and not being able to register a shot, but. We didn't have to make any big keeper saves. Uh, Shetler wasn't challenged. Uh, just it was, it was nice to see that we didn't have to get close to allowing a goal. Taylor, you know, Shetler didn't have to do much. Is that um, sort of, is that a little bit of a negative going into the next match? Because now maybe there's a little bit of rust. You didn't really have to make those diving saves. You didn't have to, you know be spontaneous out there. You just sort of sat there and watch, you know, you got a free ticket to the match. Basically um, you just got the best seats in the house for the most part. Um, is there any negative uh, to that as a goalkeeper going into your next match that you didn't get to do much? I don't think so. I think that's probably, if anything is going to be a positive for him, it's going to be a little bit of a confidence booster. There was no big mistakes that caused any uh, hardships. So I think it's, I think it might be what he needs right now um, and getting him back used to being between the sticks there. So I'm hoping it's all positive. And obviously with this match didn't hurt our goal differential, didn't help it, but didn't hurt it, which is, is nice. Again, that's um, possibly going to come into play right now. Like you look at the, the standings in the West, we're only four points back of that eighth spot. Uh, we all know the way, you know, us soccer works is you get into that playoffs. And if you go on a run, you can win something. It doesn't, I mean, it's not the easiest road, but you can do it. Right. So uh, sitting only four points back in New Mexico. Now, New Mexico does have three games in hand. So that's always not a great thing there. But if you look at even higher up, there's, we're only six points back behind like Colorado Springs in sixth and Phoenix in seventh. And that's a little bit less games in hand there. Um, how uh, how are you feeling? You know, we're now, what, four, four matches, five matches? I can't remember the count into the new, you know, coaching staff or and the new, you know, game plans and all that stuff. Are you seeing anything? I'll go to you first on this one, Taylor. Are you seeing anything that's getting you excited uh, with this team, anything that stood out in this match or just anything you're seeing in general from this team as we head into the, the month of June? I would say in general, um, like the, the game day camaraderie seems to have like bumped up a little. Um, the technical staff are there um, with the like the uh, players warming up. There's more players warming up. I know that what, like when I was playing, like even as, as like second string, third string keepers, like weren't allowed to just sit on the bench and do nothing. Like everybody was always 
ready at any point. And I, and I really like, I don't know if it's just the way that I uh, grew up training and stuff, but I really like to see that being echoed um, with OCSC at the moment. Um, Dylan, your chance, any, anything out of this match that you're taking out as a positive, um, as we move on to, uh, the home match against RGB. We didn't concede. I guess that's a good thing. Although is that more on our end or is that more on Miami's end? Well, in this game, it was more on Miami's end because they couldn't seem to figure out where the goal actually was. But, um, like I said earlier, you can't lose if you don't concede. But we should really ask this dog really quick what what the dog's thoughts are. Um, Sunny says OCSC all day, every day. There we go. What if you're not funny. watching you're Sunny, Sunny is very excited about something off camera there. Um, I don't know what Sunny's looking at. There's, there's some dessert going on in the kitchen and he sees it. <laughs> there you go. There, there he goes. goes. There he goes. Oh, well, man, they're enjoying dessert while you're having to be on here talking with us, Taylor. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah, not the most exciting match for Orange County over the weekend. I was trying to watch it as I was also um, enjoying the weekend with uh, the family. Took them out to Boomers. They let the kids go on some rides and stuff. I had the, the headset in. I'm watching the game. Um, but I guess luckily for me, there wasn't too much to take my attention away from, you know, mini golf and, you know, whatever else was going on. So that's a benefit to my family but uh yeah not the most exciting match to watch i uh apologize or i feel bad for anyone that tried to watch it actually and focus on it how many honestly out of this how many of y'all watched you know the game the match live from beginning to end i know oh thank god at least one of us did <laughs> i i listened to it live from beginning to end but again i wasn't watching most of it although i, I believe like the most exciting part of the match was like towards the very end um, Orange County had like a chance to to get something towards the very very end and just couldn't uh, make it happen. Brad, am I right? So the way I'll describe it is, if if you were to be like, "Hey, soccer is this amazing sport," and and this is why, and let me show you my friend this amazing sport, and then you show them that game, you I won't think... have a friend. This is probably so you, you know how there's like that sort of thought, especially in the US, about you know, soccer is a very boring sport, there's not a lot of goals, there's not a lot of action. Yeah, I think to agree with you, Brad, right? If you show this match, this sort of proves that point. It was a really, really boring match. Um, but luckily, us that watch, we know this isn't the typical thing here. Um, Orange County, you know, coming off that one point on the road in Miami, they're now coming back home for their one match. They only have one match in the month of June. Um, and that's going to be hosting RGV. That's going to be Pride Night at Championship Soccer Stadium, um, which I'm hoping is going to be an amazing night. Uh, I, I'm going to go to you, Taylor. What are you, what are you looking? What are you looking for? What are you hoping for with Pride Night from Orange County? Um, have you heard anything? on your end that you're able to share with us. What do you know about pride night? What are you expecting? What are you hoping for? So uh, my wife and I actually had an amazing conversation with um, Dan and Matt and Aubrey from front office as well. Um, talking all things pride night, basically, because um, last year we expressed like a little bit of um, like, it, it could have been better. Um, there was some stuff there, but it could have been better for sure. So they, they really listened to our feedback and other people's feedback as well. So that was fantastic. Um, for Pride Night itself, I know that we're going to have it's um, 
the first like 500 people like in there are going to be getting a pride sticker, um, an o- pride OCSC sticker. Um, all the players uh, on the field will be wearing pride armbands. We're going to have corner flags that are uh, pride. It's just super exciting that they're um, listening to all of that and um, really showing that um, the care and they're going beyond that as well. I know they're doing some things behind the scenes um, with like uh, Orange County Pride event that's uh, later in June, I believe. I think it's like towards the end of June. So it's not just a one and done night for them either this year. So that's that's great to hear from them. And they seem really into it and receptive to feedback. And I'm, I'm really excited to have a game. We have a lot of friends coming for the game as well. So we're really excited for a home game um, on a theme night that, you know, that we're super into. So I think it'll be great. You know, honestly, I I think it's pretty awesome. I know this wasn't sort of the, probably wasn't the way it was planned out only one match in June. And it's sort of, you know, it's going to be a last opportunity for many fans to watch before, you know, three or four weeks before you get to see them home at home again. So there may hopefully be more of a draw there. And hopefully that adds to the festivities. You're going to maybe build or find some new allies from, from that as they're there and they're, they're, they're getting to experience it and talk to people and all that, which is pretty awesome. Um, Dylan, are we glad? Are we excited that it seems like the the club is really taking some steps forward when it comes to something like a pride night or other um, events or anything like that? Are we excited about this Um, or as excited as it sounds like Taylor is uh, for pride night this, this year? I am. I feel like I was maybe asked this question because I've been so critical of the club in the past. Um, And I will say rightfully so. I'm really excited to see kind of what the outcome is in the community. Um, and I'm not just talking about the queer community, but in terms of actually just kind of everyone in Orange County, because um, we are a community club, and I I do kind of want to see the impact of um, Orange County's most successful professional sports team, even if it doesn't feel like it right now, um, you know, being a venue um, and being a place for people to be open and out um, and, and to celebrate that. And it just feels especially needed this year, and because of a certain player's decision, uh, what month ago now? So, yeah, this one feels. I'm a little bit more excited for this one than most, and this one feels a little bit more important than most um, because of what's going on, kind of everywhere else, um, not just on the pitch. Yeah, and and I'll even go as simple as saying I think in the past uh, I don't know if you're one of the ones that have voiced this still, but I know there's been multiple fans um, that have voiced like, you know, why can't there be like a, a, a pride captain's armband or why can't the whole team wear something or the flags, the corner flags? Like, um, so it'd be nice. It, it'll be nice to see if, and when those appear at the stadium this year, um, it's just be a nice change uh, of pace from what we've seen in the past. And um, it, it's part of, you know, the, the, the fans hearing stuff. Now let's talk about our opponent here is RG. Oh, Okay, I, I thought I saw Taylor's hand up, but it was just uh, Sonny there trying to, to cop a seat next to Taylor. Um, I saw the ears pointing up, so I thought it was a hand going up. Um, let's talk about the opponent. We got RGV coming into town, uh, which, to be honest, I haven't watched much of RGV this season, but they're sitting just a point ahead of Orange County. Although, again, two two games in hand, Orange County is one of the teams, uh, the few teams in the league that has played 13 matches so far. But they're just one point ahead of Orange County in the uh, table, uh, and they are what's their run of form? Does anyone, has anyone take to look, uh, taken a look at the run of form um, lately? I don't know, but uh, I would assume not too well. If they're sitting right there, they recently lost Charleston um, and Tampa Bay. They did beat San Diego who we struggled against. 
Um, so that would be the the most recent sort of comparison we can look at. Um, thoughts on this match, Brad, I'm going to go to you. Thoughts on this match against RGV. Um, our, our good friend Edson from the Down in the Valley podcast, they they cover RGV, says, Key for Orange County is to score first. I, I feel like that's sort of like a key a message every week for all this. But Brad, what are your thoughts on this matchup against RGV and what can Orange County do to secure three points at home on Pride Night? I mean, I feel like Edson said it perfectly. Score first. Uh, this is an RGV team that, if I understand correctly, is a downgrade from last year. Um, they lost a bunch of key players like uh, Emilio Caza, and I don't know if they still have their affiliation with Houston, although I don't believe that was a thing even last year. Um, but if you're not scoring first in this game, you're you're not going to score very much uh, at all. So good, good uh, analysis from Brad here. Expert analysis from Brad, just like the, the chat bots say. Uh, Taylor, um, I don't know if you've checked in or, or watched any RGV or paid attention in to them at all year uh, at all this season. Um, but obviously you watch orange County. Um, what do you think we need to see from orange County to secure three points on pride night? Man. Um, I think that strong start in 11 that we've seen and that we know we have, I think just like Edson says is score first. Um, if we don't score first, what is it? Score more than the opponent. Uh, we're just going to go back to basics here and it's, um, even more basic than that is shoot on target. That's our key right there. That's a that that that's a key thing, right? We need to get some shots on target. That's that's going to be the thing that's going to determine because what is I, I don't know if he's still the leader, but I believe every uh, every match we hear the 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 stat that Milanoloski is the leading shot taker in the league. Um, but I I feel like a lot of those shots are not on target, which is not a good thing from your reigning Golden Boot a winner. Uh, we all know if he can get it on target, there's a good shot it gets past the the keeper, uh, Dylan. Uh, what are your thoughts? And we've got some analysis coming from um, Edson. Unfortunately, we didn't uh, invite him to the show, but he's watching and he's sharing his thoughts. Thank you so much, Edson. We'll share some of your thoughts after we hear from Dylan. Um, Tyler Derrick always seems to, for whatever reason, show up against Orange County. RGV, in, uh, typically in the past, has shown up against Orange County. I think that might be equal parts. Uh, in the past, we've been a much better side than them, and we've been very complacent. Um or perhaps they just really hate Orange County for some reason. Maybe it's because we also wear orange and for a while also blue. I don't know. I don't know the reasons for this. Um, I do think it's put one past Tyler Derrick early and, and maybe rattled the team. I mean, they're missing like basically, uh, and this is no disrespect to um, Mr. Francois um, just before Brad gets on me for anything, but I think they're missing like a, a really great player at this level to kind of make the difference for them. And so rattle them and, and hopefully hang on because it's, you know, like we just said about the pride night, it's going to be kind of a night of celebration. And I think a lot of people will be in good spirits as long as we, you know, as long as the players show up and do their part early on, um, because we haven't seen that too much this year, show up, get it done early and, and hang on. If I may interject quickly, because I had my name said. Um, I know I agree with you, Dylan. Uh, Cristiano Francois, when he was on Reno, was a top 10 in the league in his position. When he went to Miami, 
what two years after Reno folded, he's 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 anonymous at this point. He's not the same player he was. There we go. Um, again, friend of the show, Edson. He's part of the RGV podcast down in the valley with our other friend Jacob. Um, he is chiming in on the chat. So thank you again, Edson, for for watching and sharing your thoughts on this. But he basically said the the problem for uh, RGV uh, is that they have issues in their mental strength when scored against first. Um, RGV dominates the first half usually, but they cannot put the ball into the net when the opponent scores. And the few opportunities they have, the team falls apart and are more prone to simple mistakes. So um, I, I love that honest analysis of your team, Edson. Thank you for sharing that. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, if, if any players are watching or listening to us between now and the game on Saturday from Orange County, now you know what you have to do. Just just score a goal first uh, and RGV breaks down and, and has a tough time. Um, but I mean, honestly, if we look at it, isn't that sort of a problem for orange County this year is when they concede goals, especially concede goals early, they sort of, um, fall apart, struggle, uh, or whatever it may be, or am I mistaken there, Taylor? Um, you know, it honestly doesn't seem too consistent with the team. I don't think there's a blanket statement we can put with them anymore. And I mean, I understand that we're going through like, uh, changes in, um, technical staff and, and, and everything head coach so maybe that's like a big reason why i'd be even like with chapel reigning um i still don't think we were consistent enough for me to have an opinion that i could say ocsc does this when x happens or y when z happens and i think that's still happening and it would be good to get some consistency at any level yes and hopefully hopefully you know this 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 analysis we got from Edson works out score early score first and it rattles RGV. Hopefully the team can pull that off. Hey, we're going to talk a little bit more about this match, but we do have a guest that I believe is ready to jump on the show with us. First time guest on the orange and black soccer cast. Uh, so let's welcome on orange County uh, defender, Marcus Nakim, or is it Nakim or Nakam? It's actually Nakim, but you can say whatever. I've uh, gotten used to the, the different pronunciations by now. So uh, whatever you prefer. I was going to say, you probably have heard a, a lot of variations of that. First and foremost, welcome to the show. Um, we're, we're glad to have you on here. Um, let me ask you this. Your first year in Orange County, um, obviously probably hasn't gone as, as amazing as you were hoping when you first came out here. But um, from what we've heard from some of the players we've talked to, uh, talked to especially over the last few weeks, um, it seems like, the work's getting the, the the work's being put in. There, there's the hope that uh, you're going to turn the corner soon. Um, how has your experience been so far in Orange County? Um, and, and how are you enjoying the the gloomy Southern California weather over the last you know three or four weeks? Yeah, well, weather reminds me of home, so uh, I can't really complain too much. Uh, no, it's been it's been great, really. Uh, like you said, the uh, the results haven't really been up to the standards that. Um, either myself or, or the team in general uh, have expected or um, uh, expect of, of ourselves. So obviously that's something we're, uh, we're working hard um, to, uh, to achieve. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, people have been great. Um, it's, it's a great place to live all around. Um, the club's been amazing um, in terms of uh, welcoming uh, myself and all, all of our all the new players, uh, which, you know, to be fair, is, is quite many for the season. So uh, we're still getting settled, uh, even though we're a couple of months in. Um, I think that 
shows a little bit on the pitch as well. Um, but we're um, we're working hard, and I think you know things are are starting to to come together. So um, hopefully, the results will as well. And and I'll, I'll say this: I I believe from what I hear with uh, watching and listening to other fans of the club, you've become a, early, a quick fan favorite on the pitch for your your style of play out there. I think they they appreciate the hard work you put in when you're in the matches. Um, how has that always been your style of play? Is is that sort of aggressive nature, strong defense, um, or is this something that evolved from? Were, were you maybe as a youth player more of a, a goal scorer or? more attack minded or have you always had that defensive mentality um, as a player? Uh, I think um, it's always been there, you know, that, that uh, work ethic, um, trying to be an honest player, as we say in Norway, um, to have, uh, have good values on the pitch and, and put the team uh, ahead of yourself. Um, I've been a, a defender for um, really my whole professional career, but I was a, a center midfield player until, I was 16, 17. So, um, so um, uh, I guess you know there has been some adapting to to uh, to playing in that position. But really, it's uh, it's been a trait that I feel I've have um, been been part of me uh, my perso- personality for for a long time. So, yeah, I think it's it's something that's there, and um, it's something for me that has to be there in order for me to feel feel like I've done my part leaving the pitch. Um, it's, it's something that can be there regardless of, of, um, you know, uh, the result and, and some days everything with the ball, um, is just there. Other days it's not, but the hard work and the mentality has to be there regardless. So that's something I take pride in. Marcus, um, only 26 and, and deciding to come quite a long way from home. Um, back in Norway, what what led you to come all the way out here to California? And if it was just the weather, that's fine. We won't judge. We promise. <laughs> no, it was definitely not just the weather. Uh, it was definitely a, a difficult and a very big decision for me to to come here. It was something that I didn't, um, you know, uh, it, it wasn't a, an easy decision uh, to put it that way. Um, but I found myself in, in life and in my career at a place where I was uh, really searching for something new, something different. Um, I was close to going, going abroad uh, in Europe to a few different places. Um, and for, for various reasons that didn't happen. Um, and um, yeah, a, a little bit out of nowhere, I, I learned from the, learn of the, of the interest from uh, Orange County. Um, and uh and obviously like i said had to take some time to dwell on that um decision but learning more about the club um learning uh, about the the individuals that are here uh running the club um and speaking quite a lot to to daniel pedersen who i knew uh from the norwegian league and uh getting some more references uh on life here uh, both on the pitch and, and off it um i decided that it was it was the right decision to to go here at this point um but yeah uh, for sure not a not an easy one um but after having made the decision i really just look forward to to getting down there and and um obviously the weather and life in general is just uh, a big big plus to um to um being privileged enough to to live off of 
playing football or, or soccer, as you guys say, um, in a place place like Orange County and in a club like Orange County F- uh, SC. Well, you you kind of guided us right into our first fan question. Um, what's what's the favorite thing you've experienced since getting here? Oh, um, yeah, that's not easy to answer in uh, with uh, answer with only one quite uh, one answer. But uh, I'd have to say the people. Uh, I've I've had that question from from uh, my family and friends back home. Um, I think you you can do a lot of research before you go to a club, and especially making such a big move to a, a different country and a different continent. Uh, I for sure I did I did a, a lot of research before coming here, but one thing that you're not you know a hundred percent able to to uh, figure out is is how the people that you're going to spend all this time with uh, are going to be. So uh, that's been a uh, not necessarily a surprise, but it's been a, a big, big plus uh, after coming here. All the people in the, involved in the in the club, um, the players first and foremost. Uh, it's a really, really good dressing room. Um, people working hard together and trying to, you know, trying to build each other, uh, which is of course a, a key um, a key foundation uh, for any team trying to get results, but also. You know the staff members, the um, um, the guys in the back room, um, the volunteers, every every single person that I've been able to to get to know uh, this far has has been amazing, and that's um, you know even though most people like to to say nice things about about the the clubs that they've been been to, I'm you know it that's not not always the case in this industry, so I think. Um, that's a very important thing and it's a big big bonus um so now you know it's just about making all those things come together and um and um yeah uh, making it show on the pitch as well perfect um i have heard that you started a charity back in norway so i was wondering if you would like to share a little insight on that and what it's for and what made you start that yeah, well, uh, I'm not really sure if charity is the right word, but we started a, um, uh, let's say, a project um, might be the, the best the definition of it. Um, so we started this project uh, with myself in charge, um, a few uh, colleagues, as you can say, a few other players in the, in the Norwegian top tier um, uh, on the backlash of a few um a few episodes uh, involving both players, but also uh, supporters in the stands. Um, a few different different episodes over the course of uh, uh, half a year, a year, um, involving uh, homophobic slurs, uh, racism, uh, that type of thing. That obviously is is um, unacceptable. Um, and we decided because there's there's a lot of of really good work being done um, from, you know, uh, independent organizations or from the leagues or, or whatever. But uh, uh, I had the feeling that there was room to do more uh, from us, the players, um, and that we do have that sort of power uh, and a voice, if you will, um, to speak up and, and that the power of doing that together collectively uh, all the players in the league. Um, that that's a, a very, that sends a very powerful message. And we were 
able to um, to get together um, and uh, and have all the captains of the different clubs um, in the in the top tier uh, in Norway um, and you know uh, start a dialogue um, and uh, get together and talk about this and we uh, ended up having um, sort of program uh, established for all the all the different uh, player groups in the different clubs um, to have their own sort of meeting and, and set some some very clear guidelines on what's acceptable in terms of language uh, on the pitch and what's not acceptable uh, where the line is drawn um, and have the players sign uh, sign that um, guideline or or uh, yeah kind of making it a contract uh, and obviously uh, all of it was um, was meant to to give our ourselves uh, empowerment if you will or ownership uh, to this cause and not just yeah let it run by uh, have other people um, you know trying to trying to work this cause but actually take the matter into our own hands and and do something about it and um, yeah I think it was a it was a success and it, obviously it's still a, a work in progress. And it's uh, still something that's very, um, very much um, on the books still. Uh, and obviously, we've had our own uh, incidents um, with the club. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, uh, it, it's an issue that I think is very global. Um, but you know, you have to start with uh, with your uh, your local league and and try and change things from there, and then. Um, Keep working. Awesome. Thank you, Marcus. So I'll I got two questions for you. Uh the first is obviously uh football in the Scandinavian countries is not necessarily well known or publicized out here. Um however, how would you compare the skill level between what you've found in America so far and uh what you found growing up and playing in the Norwegian league out there? Yeah, I think it's um, we've been talking about it quite a bit in the in the dressing room. Obviously, there's a there's a couple of other Scandinavians there with uh, the reference points to to uh, take into the level here. I think it's hard to compare. To be honest, it's um, it's uh, it's different, but there are some similarities as well. I would say that this league is pretty um, the style of football is pretty direct. It's pretty physical, um, which reminds me a lot of the Norwegian league. I think the the level of um, of physicality and of uh, and, the, and the the technical level is is uh, quite high. Um, I do think if I'm gonna kind of draw the line between um, the league I'm coming from and this league is that it's the games are way more open. Teams are less organized. Um, and obviously there are um, weaknesses to that because uh, if you're able to exploit that um, in your own offense, then there are a lot of opportunities to catch uh, your opposition on the break. Um, and that's what we're trying to do, obviously. Um, but I would say that's a, that's a key difference. Teams um, back home are a bit more organized. They're a bit more... Um, I'd say a bit more uh, uh, aware uh, of uh, if they're a team going to press high a lot or sit back a little bit more. Uh, my experience now facing the teams we've had is that they're um, 
like I said, a bit more open. Um, and that gives us uh, some opportunities, but it also leaves, you know, um, leaves us with a challenge if we uh, lose, the, lose the ball uh, high up in the pitch. Uh, the team seem to have more players kind of cheating, as we say in the, in the football language back home. Um, leaving their players uh, in attack, and obviously that can give them an advantage uh, going on the break. So, so that's something that we're working on because uh, controlling the ball in possession um, and trying to open up the opposition will um, will uh, give us a better chance uh, against these teams. And I think if we're able to control the ball a bit more than we've had, then uh, that's something that we can exploit. All right, and my last question for you before we move on to our normal uh, ending questions. Um, looks like we have a lot of players, especially in this past week, who are starting to come back and being healthy. Um, with, I believe, Foxy's back, Lamb, who's been back for a couple weeks, and uh, Peterson, who missed a couple weeks himself, uh, and Among also in the lineup. Uh, is our style as a team going to change any with these players coming in or... Is there just too many mouths to feed with all the talent that you have around you in the locker room? No, I don't think this style will change, but I think it's a uh, it's a key point that you're addressing because it's been um, uh, it's been an area uh, that we've been hurting a lot. Obviously, you need the, you need your players fit, you need the the core players fit more than anything, uh, and I think that's something that we've been lacking a lot. I think looking at this game against Miami uh, was. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was only the um, uh, the, the first time in uh, in the league this year that we've been able to put together the same back four three games in a row. Uh, and obviously, being uh, 12 games into the league or uh, how many games we are, that's you know that's far from ideal. Um, it's pretty close to being unbelievable, if you ask me. Um, so obviously that is uh, something that's been addressed and, and something that I think um, moving forward, uh, it's, been, it's been a big focus of ours. Um, it's many factors that have led to that being the situation. Uh, I think the players have to take some responsibility, but also um, it's a collective thing. Um, but yeah, uh, what's in the past is in the past. Moving forward, we have to, um, make sure that we're uh, our condition and physicality is at a place that allows us to to play 90 minutes in and out um, week after week uh, because any team that's gonna build something uh, and win games over time needs to have um, players fit uh, over time as well uh, we need to have uh, a group of players that can play um game after game for for a long period and then you can adjust with with uh, you know some players in and out um regarding um which players are the best fit towards you know special games but you need to have con uh, continuity um in the lineup to have the best sort of relations and to also make sure that you build that identity i think that's that's been a, a big issue for us this year that we haven't been, a, been able to do that. So yeah, moving forward, that's something that um, I really, really hope that we're able to do and that we can, uh, can get all our, all our players back. Uh, and obviously, like you said, there is a lot of talent. Um, I don't, I don't really see that as a problem. I think it's uh, great to have a, um, 
you know, big competition within the group for, for the spots. That's something we need. So I think that's only going to push uh, each individual to, to get better and work even harder. Um, Marcus, I want to ask you this question because we heard sort of some rumors or some thoughts or some ideas that you're, you dabble in music. Maybe you have released some music or anything like that. Do you care to confirm that? And can you share any uh, more details on that? Like what's, what kind of music? What, uh, what, what do we need to know about your music, Marcus? Yeah, absolutely. I can I can confirm that that's uh, not a secret. Um, yeah, I've I've uh, I've released uh, I've released some music. Uh, it's on Spotify, so it's uh, it's not hidden anywhere. Uh, I guess it's actually anywhere that you may listen to to music, if it's Apple Music or whatever. Um, no, but for me, that's it's been a source of uh, of joy and uh, you know just an inspiration for a long, long time. But it's not something that I'm uh pursuing with uh, a lot of seriousness uh you know it's it's uh it's something that i've been doing on the side um obviously this is my profession uh and my priority and then uh, uh, i have other things in life taking up my time but music has, has always been there it's um it's a great joy to me so um so yes i have um i have done that and it's uh it's something that i like to do it's been a little while now uh coming over here and and having uh having quite a lot on my plates uh getting settled with everything but it's something that i like to do and it takes my mind off of everything really so um yeah nothing nothing that can quite compare to to music for me uh i think the only thing that comes close is is sports so uh luckily i'm able to to do a bit of both and and just if people are trying to look up, uh, is it just your your name that it would be under on like Spotify or whatnot, or is there a a special artist name that you go by, or how does that work? Yeah, so it's actually under my artist name, which is Hawkins. So um, there you have it. And if uh, anyone has trouble with the spelling, just shoot me a direct message, and I'll uh, I'll send you the link straight away. I can do with a few more listeners. So uh, yeah, sure. We'll get we'll get those play counts up for you. Um, let me get to. I think Dylan has maybe one last question for you. Yeah, since we're so already off topic, Marcus, what is your favorite vegetable, and how do you prepare it? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, well, yeah, I mean, first thing that comes to mind, I guess, is uh, asparagus. Because I made that earlier today, asparagus with um, that counts as a vegetable, right? It does, in fact. Yes, we've had quite a yes. few of your teammates come on and mention fruits. So, good job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, I made the asparagus with, uh, and they were wrapped in um, what's it called, uh, prosciutto. Yeah. So that was nice. So I'm gonna go with uh, asparagus because that's in the front of my head right now. So yeah, asparagus. Thanks for asking. Beautiful. Thank you, Marcus, from from the four of us for coming on and, and sharing. And um, we look forward to seeing you this weekend. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. All right, what's good, ladies and That's uh, Defender for your Orange County Soccer Club, Marcus Nakim. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Fun to learn about stuff. Uh, if you want to check him out on uh, the musical aspects of things like Spotify or whatnot, uh, uh, or like you said, on any... Uh, of the music platforms he goes by the name hawkins and i think i believe it's h-a-w-k-i-n-s i believe that is the way it is spelt um i i'm gonna assume because it's a very uh common 
sounding name. There may be a mixture of some artists here and there, depending on what uh, what service you use. So I tend to use something called Title, and sometimes it combines or loops in multiple artists of the same name. So can't confirm which albums are his. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, get some more clarification for that, and we can let you all know what albums if you want to give him some listens. Um, cool. Ooh, that was fun. Dylan, um, is it time to wrap it up and we'll go to the Dylan and Taylor show for the final 10 minutes of this? It is down to the final seven and a half minutes. And yes, we should because of said final seven and a half minutes. Awesome. So I guess what we'll do is we'll go into um, random stuff to talk about here. Random thoughts. Again, they could be soccer related. It could be non-soccer related. But well, before we do so, we, we do have to do predictions, huh? I, I almost yeah, forgot that. I, you you forgot the Brad and the Taylor and Dylan show because this is the Brad part here. Wait, wait. Um, are you wait, wait, Brad? Are you joining the Dylan and Taylor show? Are you jumping ship and you're going to leave my show and you're going to join the Dylan and Taylor show? Eh. Beautiful. I'll take that as a victory for me. I win. So committal. Interpret that as you will. Uh, can I continue on with uh, the prediction segment? Please. All right. So right now, as you can see, Kayvon and Josh are starting to carry away, even from the orange and black experts like Taylor, who is currently leading our area with 19. This is through 13 games, so only one person is averaging two points a game. So I know that there's a little bit of uh, hesitation out there with some people who are arguing over how these points are gathered. You know, right now a perfect score is what's, what is 13 times five? Uh, what's that? 65. And the highest score right now is a 26. So collectively we're all not doing too hot right now, but Kayvon's doing the best of, out of all of us. Ooh, Ray has decided now is the time to pull a Brad. Not even Brad has pulled a Brad tonight on the show. Did I turn my mic down again? I, I, okay, there is something strange going on. Like, so now this is week two where my volume on my actual microphone went down and I did not touch it. There's a legit ghost in my studio now. I'm, it, I'm confirming it here. It sounds like your mic might be team Dylan and Taylor. <laughs> I can't so argue with that logic, Taylor. I cannot argue with that logic. Um we got to do our predictions for the RGV match, though. And again, that's Pride Night. So hopefully Orange County is coming out uh, fired up, ready to win, if that's the way you want to vote. Um, let's go through this. Um, let's go to let's go to Taylor first, since Taylor's a, a good expert here. Oof. Um, uh, RGV, let me see. Like, if we come out strong and good, I feel like we could do I'm going to do my biggest win prediction yet for OCSC with a 3-1. 3-1 for OC, and who's the first goal scorer? Uh, Ilovsky. I, I It's just <laughs> – it, it's going to be his time soon. I want to say the math has been done on the discords on this, and pretty much the odds are in favor of picking Ilovsky pretty much every time. Um, you, you're, you're sort of uh, you know screwing yourself if you don't go with Ilovsky uh, as the first goal scorer. And by the way, for anyone listening, uh, including you, Edson, if you want to go in and predict the scores, feel free to do so in the chats. Um, Brad, what is your prediction for this match? I until I see otherwise that we are capable of scoring and kicking the ball in the net instead of the post or above or below or a beside. Um, yes, somehow we score below. Um, 
zero zero. Perfect, Dylan. Your prediction. I think I'm gonna go with the reverse score that normally happens here and go uh, two nil Orange County because, you know, if you keep shooting, we'll figure out where the goal is eventually. Perfect. For my prediction, I'm gonna just I'm gonna steal Edson's uh, prediction for this, so I'm gonna go two win two one RGV. But I, I'm gonna pick Alaski as our our first goal scorer um, on our team, so. It's going to be an OC loss. I'm going with Edson's choice um, for this because he helped participate in the show by giving his uh, insight on RGV. So I'm going to take that and I'm going to earn all five points this week. Um, hopefully not, but I'm going to. Um, random thought time. Let's get into these random thoughts. Boo me. Yes. Well, I apparently there's a new show starting. It's the Dylan Taylor and Brad show that will be starting up soon. Listen, um, I'm going to throw some, throw some accusations out there. If you were predicting an OC loss on Pride Night, you have to be homophobic, Ray. Surely. <laughs> Just before you submit an OC loss, think about that one for yeah, a second. Exactly. Uh, think about what Taylor is going to call you. Uh, Taylor. Taylor. Wait, Taylor, what does that, that, that draw mean? Uh, you're okay with it, ish. And, except on Sundays. Except. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh, thing with man. Saturday game. I, Taylor is forcing her hand. Uh, she's forcing me to change my vote. Do I give in to the pressure, folks? Let's figure this out. I, I will think about this. I will think about this. You, you haven't submitted your you remember, to the spreadsheet hey, yet. You got you, you to gotta remember this, though, Taylor. You don't know. Back in the days, I used to always vote against Orange County, and usually Orange County would win from it. That was sort of the, the magic there. Dylan can mm. confirm that that's exactly how it worked. So... Who knows? Maybe by me picking RGV on this, I'm actually making Orange County win, which is a good thing for your Pride Night. Yeah, you have to just balance um, if you want to be homophobic or if you want OCS to win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I'll, I'll think of it, Taylor. Thank you so much for calling me out on this. Um, sure. Let's get to our random thoughts. This is random thought time. I'm tired of being bullied around here. Um, we'll go to random thoughts and we'll go to Dylan first with your random thought. I mean, what other random thought could I have? Wow, um, what a playoff final. Um, wow. First team to go from the non-league to the Prem. And um, one of, I think, two teams that voted for the Prem to become a thing but never actually played into it. So I'm very much looking forward to next August. Um, and Ray, I'm going to say it now. I don't think Tottenham can mentally handle a match at the Kenny. Um, they will destroy fragile little minds. And uh, what a joy to watch a team do it the right way and, what kind and of, live within what kind their of football team? What kind of football team builds entrances that allow people to spy on all the surrounding neighbors of the stadium? That's just, that's invasion of privacy there, Dylan. Um, Brad, your random thought. Well, um, I will also keep mine with the Premier League because Everton has somehow stayed up uh, against all odds of themselves. They did not get into their own way on the last day of the season. Um, and I also think that Tottenham is not ready for um, whatever the stadium is that Luton plays at, especially the fragile-minded and fragile-bodied uh, Harry Kane. Well, who knows? He might not be playing for Tottenham next year. If the rumors are, are correct, he's moving on. But that's the rumor every year. Uh, Taylor, your random thought. 
I thought was we went to um, the Scottish Fest this past weekend and um, Weston asked us if OCSC were going to be there and we were like oh, why would OCSC be there like no like we're going it's not an OCSC thing and we get there and who was there OCSC so that was really cool to, to walk in and they had their uh, big kick thing and like a wheel spin and like win a little prize so that was a, a fun pleasant surprise to find them there um random thought i have actually a couple random thoughts um if over the next two months i either am missing an episode i'm sure a lot of y'all will be excited about that or i'm tired or i don't get i i admit i haven't watched a match it's because the next two months are extremely busy for me um i work at uci do commencement i'll be working that one of the weekends so i i'll doubt i'll be able to pay attention to, to the games both of my kids have birthdays this upcoming month um so be busy with a lot of stuff with that um but I will do my best to focus and pay attention to Orange County Soccer Club. My other random thought is I no longer can say that Mauricio Pochettino is an amazing coach because he turned his back. Uh, obviously, he didn't. Tottenham, he wanted to come back. Tottenham didn't offer him the job. But in no way, if you're a Tottenham legend, do you move on to Arsenal or Chelsea? And he has gone to Chelsea. So... He is never welcome back in the lane. And hopefully the Tottenham fans don't cheer him when he makes his return with Chelsea uh, to uh, Tottenham Stadium, Hotspur Stadium, because uh, that is just no longer a thing. So, yeah. But, yeah, uh, in the end, next year, Tottenham will still be higher on the table than Everton and Luton Town. So I'll still be top of the Premier League uh, team here when it comes to all of us on this show. Yay. So much doom and gloom. Might I remind you, Luton are in the Prem Championship playoff winners. Yeah, enjoy the one year and then go back down to the championship where you belong, Dylan. Um, I'm happy for with Dylan, this. for Taylor, for Brad, for our guest, Marcus, our producer, Andy, uh, everyone else that's involved in this podcast. I want to thank you all for watching, everyone that was watching or listening on the podcast episodes. Thank you for doing so. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh, yeah. you are my team, my team.